Let's discover our masks together. If you guys haven't already, go download this digital workbook at my Etsy shop. I will leave a link to that down in the description box below. Like I said in my previous video, this is all about the honor system, right? Yes, it is one of my biggest goals when I started this channel and started making workbooks like these to make neurodivergent content accessible for those out there who may be seeking help and who may not have the means to afford a coach, a therapist, psychologist, or even who may not even afford to have a community supporting them. My hope is that videos that I make and the workbooks that I create helps you guys learn about your neurodivergency in a way that's not only extremely affordable, but it's also very easily understood by our neurodivergent brains. Needless to say, I put so much time, passion, and work into making these workbooks and videos for you guys. So by simply going over to my shop and actually purchasing my products, or even donating by hitting that hard things button down below, these are all very easy ways you guys can support me so that I could keep doing what I'm doing and give back to the community. With that being said, let's go on ahead and fill this workbook out together and discover some of our masks. All right, you guys, I hope you have your workbook pulled up. I personally like to use GoodNotes, but you guys could also use whatever app that you feel most comfortable with. All of my workbooks, for the most part, are pretty easy to navigate. There's just some things here and there that might be a little bit confusing, so that's why I make videos like this so that I could show you guys exactly how to utilize these workbooks. This specific digital workbook is 20 pages long, which is I think the longest workbook I've made up till this date because there's a lot we need to understand when it comes to masking. A lot of the times our habits and our behaviors are subconscious. So what that means is we're unaware of a lot of the things that we do and how we respond. Masking and scripting is a part of your learned behavior and your habits. So what is masking? Autistic masking refers to the conscious or unconscious suppression or hiding of elements of a person's autistic identity. This is often referred to as social survival strategy used to conform to expected norms, cope with situations or environments, or avoid expressing anxiety. Scripting can also be employed as a form of masking one's autistic traits, attempting to blend in and go unnoticed as different. Masking can be utilized by any autistic person, but can be particularly common among women and girls who may use observation and imitation of others to camouflage autistic traits. For this reason, autistic women, girls, and gender diverse individuals tend to go unidentified, undiagnosed, and misdiagnosed for longer periods of time and may not receive a diagnosis until well into adulthood, if at all. This is also a very, very important reason why I wanted to make a workbook that helps us understand our forms of masking more because as a woman with ADHD and autism, it was pretty difficult for me to receive my diagnosis. It was not smooth. I needed to go to multiple different practitioners to get the final diagnosis. A big reason why is because a lot of, like this quote says, women, girls, and gender diverse individuals, we use camouflaging and masking as a form to try to survive within social situations. Because of that, we end up getting so used to blending in that when we go in for assessment or things like that the medical professional may not be able to have the 
detailed eye to see past those masks. So by making this video, by making this workbook, I'm hoping that I could really, really help other women and girls and gender diverse individuals out there understand your masks a little better. So when you're going in for assessment, for example, you can understand that that is a place where you shouldn't mask because you want to let the medical professional see your neurodivergent self as authentically as possible but let's say for your job or other social situations those are places where you can more freely use your masks in a way that will benefit you masks are not necessarily a bad thing it should be something that we can utilize and use to our advantage when we want to masks also don't have to be you pretending to be someone else or a fake version of yourself masks can very much so be authentic versions of yourself it's just you know you're putting a lot more intention into being a certain aspect of yourself in a certain situation part of integrating your autism or your neurodivergency into your life isn't necessarily about unmasking fully and never masking ever again or never scripting ever again that's not really realistic and that's not necessarily even good it's just a matter of utilizing masks and scripts to your advantage so that you feel as empowered as possible as a neurodivergent autistic person so i personally came up with with 10 preliminary questions. The goal is that by answering these questions, you guys can begin to understand whether or not you guys are unknowingly or unconsciously masking. I'm personally not going to fill these out. I'm just going to verbally answer every single question just to save time. Of course, I put this there so that you guys can almost utilize this as a journal and keep this in your own record, whether digitally or if you want to print it out and write on it. The first question is, do I feel uncomfortable in social situations. I definitely feel uncomfortable in social situations and it's not necessarily because I'm not enjoying myself. It's not necessarily because I'm uncomfortable around that specific person or in that specific environment. It's just socializing to me is not an experience where I could put myself on cruise control. The way I like to describe it is socializing to me is always a manual experience. There's always a switch I need to turn on and I'm always needing to shift gears and the gears are kind of like interpreting what the other person's saying, interpreting what I want to say and trying to filter whether or not it's appropriate, trying to filter whether or not how I want to say it is going to be interpreted by them correctly. You know, there's all of these ways in which my autistic mind has to work in social situations that makes it a generally uncomfortable experience. And that's not even to mention the sensory discomforts as well, because when you're out in the world and there's all of these factors that you can't take into account, like sound, smells, weather, all that stuff. And these are all factors that makes it either really hard or at least like uncomfortable for me to go out and socialize and interact with other people. The second question is, do I feel drained after social situations? Yes. I mean, my answer to the first question should already answer this, but of course you guys could go into more detail if you want to, but 
I, yeah, I feel extremely drained after social situations. It's just a matter of how drained do I feel? Do I avoid social situations? Yes. I would say for the most part, I avoid social situations more than the average person. This is kind of like the complexities of understanding your autism as well, is that a lot of the times like your normal is going to be a lot different than what you see other people's normals are. So I want you guys to start thinking about yourself and holding yourself accountable to your own standards. Understand what those standards are. So me avoiding social situations a lot is me not seeing friends for a few years. Me being very sociable and maintaining a social life is seeing friends like once every few months. But in general, I would say like I do avoid social situations. Okay, so the next question is, do I need time to recoup after social situations? Yeah, at its best, I need a few hours to recoup. Sometimes I'll take a power nap after a social interaction and I'm good. Sometimes it's just a few hours of sensory deprecation where I'm just laying there nonverbal and stimming for an hour or two. And sometimes I need a few months of just being in my own little shell. Do I need to know who will be at a social situation? Yes. Before I got diagnosed with autism, I noticed these moments where I would ask questions and people would react to my questions as if my questions were odd. I would always have to ask for every single person that's gonna be there. And it's not just to get a general idea of who's gonna be there, it's like I need to know every single person that's gonna be there and I get really thrown off if someone arrives that I didn't expect to see there or if I feel as if I'm not able to get an exact list of who's gonna be there, I don't go to the social interaction at all because I can't know how to mask and script if I don't know who I'm gonna be talking to and interacting with. The next question is, do I need to know where the social situation will be? So the more you ask these questions, the more you'll realize that you are perhaps someone who is masking because part of knowing how you wanna present yourself, how you wanna show up to an interaction, how you want to talk, all these different conversations that you're preparing in your head for is dependent on these very factors. Who's gonna be there? Where is it gonna be? And also what you guys will be doing. These are all things that I was constantly factoring in. And if I felt like these factors were not solidified, I most likely didn't go to the social interaction because I just didn't know what I was preparing myself for. I didn't know what to prepare for. And that made me really anxious and I don't really know how to roll with the punches very well. There's a couple times where I'm sure I, I still threw myself in a social situation without knowing these factors, but every single time it was so overwhelming and overstimulating and it was never worth it. So the eighth question is, do I analyze how I was acting and talking during or after a social interaction? This is something I constantly do even to this day. This is something that I think I'll do for the rest of my life because a part of this is just an objective thing, right? Like I said, socializing for a lot of autistic individuals is like a manual experience. You have to constantly be factoring in all of these things, processing a lot, interpreting a lot. And so part of that is constantly analyzing a social situation, how you're performing within that social situation. But the thing is, is that sometimes that objective 
analyzation and interpretation could turn into an emotional experience because when you're not interpreting them as accurately or responding as smoothly as you would want or later on when you realize you said something that wasn't necessarily appropriate or may have been taken the wrong way you can begin to really beat yourself up and feel a deep sense of shame for not being able to know better or respond better in that situation this is kind of a good indication that you're a person that masks because you're constantly thinking about these things in such a high extent and a part of that is also knowing how you want to adjust your mask for another interaction later on. The next question is, do I dread social interaction despite how pleasant it was? All the time. Um, I'm always, 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 always dreading social interaction, no matter how much I like a person. And we'll kind of get into that near the end of the workbook when we're starting to like chart out our masks with specific people. And there's always that little aspect of like, is something going to happen that I'm not expecting it to be? And I have to always have a little bit within me prepared to react and respond to an unexpected interaction or event. And that part doesn't feel great. And the last question is, would I act and talk like this when I'm alone? This is an important question because a lot of the times our masks are authentic aspects of ourselves, right? I would say a lot of my masks at this point in my life are authentic, but at the same time, this is like the complexities of autism. I genuinely don't think anyone would get the authentic 100% Irene aspect of myself when I am absolutely alone. This is why I think our alone time is so important to us because no matter how much I trust someone or how comfortable I am with them, just the simple act of having the manual social interactions happening, that makes it almost like impossible for me to be completely myself, right? And so the only time I could be completely myself is when that manual brain is turned off and I could just genuinely do whatever I want, however I wanted, and not taking anything or anyone into account. Alrighty, so moving on. In this part of the workbook, I found it very important to break down the concept of masking in levels and comfortability. The way I want us to begin to understand masking is to think about one versus another. Because again, masking is neutral, so it's not necessarily good or bad, it's just one factor versus another. And so as we understand these levels of masking, we can begin to measure what our masks are and what they feel like to us. You could begin to really tune into your feelings and then connect that feeling to a specific mask. Authentic versus inauthentic. How true to myself can I be? Open versus judged. Can I be open and honest or do I feel judged? New versus history. Is this person new or do we have history together? Stable versus sensitive. Is this person stable or is this person sensitive? These are things that you should ask yourself when you are interacting with a person or in a situation. I'm not gonna get fully into it because I already explained this and went over this in my previous video, but these are factors based on the levels of masking and scripting that affects your comfortability levels when it comes to utilizing a specific mask. At its best, you feel fulfilled and energized, so the mask feels natural, the interaction is comfortable, and the interaction is also successful. 
At its worst, you may have a meltdown. So you're anxious about the mask, the interaction is harmful, and the interaction is also unsuccessful. Now I'm going into the levels of scripting. So familiar versus unfamiliar. How familiar am I to this dynamic? Practice versus unpractice. How many times have I practiced this script? Interested versus disinterested. Am I actually interested in what we'll be talking about? Effort versus success. How much effort do I have to put into the conversation and how smooth is it? Breaking down masking scripting further into categories is understanding what situations we would be utilizing masks for. Situations would always have to be social in some capacity, so family situations, relationships, work, friends, strangers, and hobbies. So now we're going into the important part of this workbook, and that is how we're going to understand our masks in more specificity. And that's by going into every category of people in your life and measuring exactly how you experience this person. This is where you can begin to see what types of masks you use around this person based off of your experience with them. As I fill this out, you'll begin to understand how to fill this out yourself. It's different, but I think you guys will pick it up really fast and really easily. So pay attention. This is the most important part of the video, okay? All right, so the first category is family. I'm gonna fill this out and try to keep these people anonymous, just out of respect. But for family, I'm gonna put my mom first because she is someone that I interact the most with in my family. Of course, I'm not gonna fill out all of these for the sake of time. I'm just gonna fill out enough for you guys to get the gist of how to fill this out. All right, guys, so I want you to color code the way you highlight your answers or circle your answers because that will help give you a visual indicator as to what your energy levels are like around this person. And it'll make so much sense once you're finished with those little boxes. So with my mom, authentic versus inauthentic. I would say my masks around her are authentic. Open versus judged. So I definitely feel judged around her. New versus history. We have history together. The reason why I highlighted history in red is because history doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but in our context, it's bad because there's a lot of like trauma that I've experienced with my family and with my mom in particular. So in this specific case, history is not necessarily a good thing, doesn't affect our relationship in a good way. That's why I highlighted it in red. For other people in my life, history could be highlighted in green. Stable versus sensitive. She is a sensitive person. Her feelings get hurt very easily and she misunderstands me a lot and misinterprets me a lot. Familiar versus unfamiliar. I will say my masks and scripts around her are familiar just because I've known her my whole life. Practice versus unpracticed. I practice it a lot. Interested versus disinterested. I'm going to say disinterested. I very different from my mom. We do not like the same things. Effort versus success. So I'm going to put effort as a green because I put minimal effort into our interaction, but the success I'm going to put as neutral. So it's not necessarily all bad, but it's not necessarily good either. So you guys can see my masks around my mom are minimal effort and they're authentic aspects of myself because at this point, I guess I don't care to mask a lot around 
center to preserve her feelings for me or our relationship but at the same time we don't necessarily naturally get along or have a flourishing relationship and it's not necessarily fulfilling either okay so moving on to the category of friends i'm going to put my best friend as friend a and let's see how i mask around her authentic versus inauthentic i feel absolutely authentic around her open versus judged i feel open around her new versus history i have history with her but it's good history so i'm highlighting that in green stable versus sensitive she is a very stable person no matter what you do and say she usually doesn't take offense to it because she knows herself she's secure and she doesn't really get offended or affected by other people familiar versus unfamiliar i am extremely familiar practice versus unpracticed, practice that script a lot, interested versus disinterested. I am very interested in every topic we talk about because that's why we're friends. We like the same thing. Um, I put minimal effort into my mask around her and it is very successful. As you guys can see, this is why she's my best friend. This is the friend that I talk to every day, the only friend I talk to every day, and you could see why. And I know not everyone can have this person in their lives, so I'm so thankful I have friend A in my life. But moving on to another friend, let's see what my relationship with friend B is like, how I mask around her. Maybe this will give me an answer as to why I don't see her very often. Authentic versus inauthentic. I'm gonna say inauthentic and I'm gonna highlight that in orange because it's not necessarily that the mask is not authentic to myself, it's just that I can't respond exactly how I would want to because you guys will see open versus judged she is pretty judgmental new versus history i'm gonna say we have history together stable versus sensitive she is extremely sensitive this is the biggest reason why i highlighted inauthentic in orange she is very sensitive she has a lot of stuff that she deals with in her life and a natural part of that is that she will misinterpret things very easily or take offense to things or feel very down on herself as someone who loves and cares about her that means i have to manage myself a lot more carefully around her so that i am conscious of her and making sure that she's okay and not getting her feelings hurt by me and things like that familiar versus unfamiliar so i am familiar practice versus unpracticed practiced interested versus disinterested um you know i'm gonna generally say i'm disinterested in our conversations just because she kind of talks about herself a lot other than that we don't get to talk about anything really so i'm gonna put maximum effort and the success is actually green so this one's interesting right the success of the interaction is good it goes smoothly i'm sure she leaves our interactions feeling really great and fulfilled but for me, I don't because as you can see, there's a lot of red and there's a lot of orange. It takes a lot out of me to be able to interact with her. I don't necessarily get fulfillment out of it and I don't necessarily get to feel comfortable interacting with her either. So as you guys can start to see the differences between every person and how that affects you, this is how we can begin to understand our masks. All right, so we're gonna move on to the category of relationships. For the sake of relationships, instead of relationship A and B, I'm gonna do 
the same person, but the beginning of the relationship versus now. Because I want you guys to see how your masks can transform over time with the same person. I was authentic around my current partner in the beginning. Open versus judged. I'm gonna say I felt pretty open around him. New versus history. Of course, it was new. Stable versus sensitive. So this one's the interesting one. My partner was very sensitive when I first met him. Very sensitive. That's why I'm highlighting it in red. I remember when we were first talking, my flat affect and some of my responses really rubbed him the wrong way because he just wasn't used to it. He was used to people being a lot more charismatic and animated. So me being generally more even keeled and monotone, he would start spiraling because he would think that I wasn't interested or that I was upset with him. And Because as you can see, I wasn't really masking too much in front of him before, but it's funny because now after the fact of us being together for longer, I have to take into account a lot more carefully how I am around him. And so you'll see how that affects the mask. Familiar versus unfamiliar. So I'm going to say familiar because I am very familiar with how I need to interact within relationships. That is like the one social interaction that I feel the most comfortable in. Practice versus unpractice. I would say practice. Interested versus disinterested. Interested. I would say I'm pretty interested in all of our topics we talk about. And so in the beginning, I didn't really put much effort into masking too much. The success level was, I'm going to put orange. There were a lot of hiccups in the beginning of just like misunderstandings. So now we're going to see how our relationship is now. This will be interesting. I'm going to say I'm still authentic with my masks. I'm going to put orange for judged because there's just a lot I need to take into account. There's many situations where I do feel somewhat judged by him because he has yet to learn some of the things I learn and align with the same type of opinions, thought processes, and moral values. I'm going to say we have history now. I'm gonna put sensitive. Familiar versus unfamiliar. I'm gonna put familiar. I'm gonna put practice. I'm gonna put interested. I am actually gonna put effort level as orange and success as green. So this is the interesting part, you guys. See how effort in the beginning was green and the success was orange. Now the effort level is orange and the success is green. What that tells me is that I have to put a lot of effort in to our relationship because he is more sensitive and there's moments where he judges me in order to make the relationship more successful. This would be really interesting for me to fill out after more time has passed, like let's say a year or two years to see how this may change. I hope you guys are starting to get the gist of this moving on to work. So I'm going to dissect my manager and what type of masks I utilized around her. I actually really like this manager and maybe if I fill this out, I can really see why. I felt authentic around her, open versus judged. I felt very open with her. I had history with her. I'm going to kind of evaluate our relationship near the tail end of me quitting. Stable versus sensitive. She was extremely stable, hardly took things into offense. Familiar versus unfamiliar. I was familiar with our dialogue because, you know, I feel like in working environments, the type of conversations you have and the way you speak is very specific. Practice. Um, interested versus disinterested. I was interested in the conversations we had. 
So I felt like the effort level was pretty minimal and the success was pretty high. Yeah, this is a good reason why I like this manager because everything is green here. I'm gonna think about a coworker that I really didn't get along with. Let's see why. I had an authentic mask around her. I wasn't pretending to be anyone else. I was extremely judged, new versus history. She was a new person, but I'm highlighting that in red because I just, didn't seem to feel comfortable around her. We just seemed so different. She was extremely sensitive. I was unfamiliar with how to mask around her specifically in that environment. So therefore the script was unpracticed. Interested versus disinterested. I was completely disinterested in our conversations. And I'm gonna put for efforts red because Throughout me working with her, I had to do so many things to try to accommodate her. I was literally jumping through hoops and it was always failing. Every interaction got worse as time went on. So as you can see, coworker A, we did not get along. I actually had like a three month burnout after quitting that job because I worked with her for only like a few months and it literally just like drained me to no other. Okay, moving on to strangers. Oh, okay, this one will be interesting to fill out, right? Let me think about a stranger I came across the other day. <laughs> this one's fun. I'm gonna put shop guy. So shop guy is this guy that I talked to when I was in Seattle and I went into a little shop and went out of his way to like get to know me and things like that and give me some suggestions on where to go. And I kind of want to dissect how I felt with that so that I can really see why I enjoyed that interaction. I felt like I was authentic around him. I felt very open around him. I felt new around him, but of course in a good way. I felt like he was a stable person within the interaction because I could just be myself and he wasn't like responding in a way that made me feel like what I was doing was like harmful to him. Familiar versus unfamiliar. Hmm, this one's interesting. So I'm gonna highlight unfamiliar, but in green. Of course, I didn't know how the conversation was gonna go. I didn't know who he was or what he was about. So there's a lot of like unknown factors there, which could be very scary. So in a sense, I felt that little tinge of anxiety, but because the interaction was so smooth and so genuine, it was like an unknown and unfamiliar thing that felt good, you know? And those type of interactions always stick with me because as an autistic person, I like knowing what to expect, but when there are moments that is so unfamiliar and unknown, but actually goes over well, that stuff like surprises me so much, but in such a great way that makes me feel so good and fulfilled. Practice versus unpractice. Unpractice, again, in green. I was interested in our conversation. For effort, I'm gonna put orange because of the unfamiliar and unpractice. So there was a little bit of that manual brain turned on of like needing to respond to things that I didn't know was gonna be said. So needing to like think on my feet, but the success of the interaction was green. And this is a good visual indicator that even though an interaction could go really well, it doesn't mean that you didn't have to put in effort. Okay, so I'm gonna try to think of a bad interaction with a stranger. I remember this customer very vividly and let's see why. I was responding authentically. 
I felt very judged by her. She was new, but not in a great way. She came at me with a very aggressive demeanor, very mean. I'm gonna put sensitive. Everything I said, everything I didn't say, she took offense to it. It was like I couldn't win with her. I'm gonna put unfamiliar. So I didn't know how she was gonna respond to me. I didn't know how the interaction was gonna go, but it didn't go well. I was completely disinterested in our interaction and what we're talking about. As for effort, I'm gonna put red, but not because I'm trying to make the interaction go well. It's more like I'm putting a lot of effort to try to regulate myself in such a bad interaction. We didn't have a successful interaction at all. Okay, so I think this one's the last page. I'm gonna put my coach as someone I interact with pretty often within my hobby. So I'm gonna put authentic. This one's gonna be interesting because I do feel uncomfortable around people that I know in my hobby, and maybe I could figure out why when I fill this out. So I'm actually gonna fill out judged in orange. The thing is, I don't feel judged because they make me feel judged. I know so many amazing, loving people within my hobby. I know for a fact that they don't judge me, but I think it's because I admire them so much and care about them so much. And so in that sense, I feel like I'm holding myself to such a high standard and it's not because I see them as judging me, but I'm judging myself. We have history together. They are very stable. I'm going to say familiar and practice. I am very interested. Of course, it's a hobby. And for effort, I'm going to put maximum effort and the success as green. As you can see here, I have so much fear of like the interaction going bad and I don't want that to ever happen so that's why I put so much effort into making sure the interactions are always good every single time and I can never slip up. So this is a really good example of how someone you love in your life can be a really great person and they could be so open to you but because of that you don't want to mess it up and that's why you put so much effort into it and this is also a good reminder that no matter where you are in your journey with your autism you you could still struggle with stuff like this. Like I hope that I could get to a point where I can not judge myself as much and I could just be as open as I can be with people like him and not have this fear that I'm going to like mess the relationship up somehow. But yes, you guys, I hope this video has been helpful for you. I hope you guys had some fun filling this workbook out and getting to know your masks a little bit more. I know for a fact I learned a lot about myself in filling this out as well. Again, if you haven't purchased this workbook yet i will leave a link to it down below to my etsy shop it's only five dollars if you have already purchased this workbook and filled this out with me i appreciate your support so 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 much and i am so endlessly honored to be a part of your neurodivergent journey i will see you guys on next week's video much love stay present bye guys